For several Sundays in Advent, our church has been looking at the witnesses of Christmas. What was it that the shepherds and the wise men, Mary and Joseph or Zacharias or God himself, would want us to know about Jesus the Christ, the sent Son of God for us? Well, tonight we're looking at a witness that, if I'm going to be honest with you, is not even here. Looking at verse 7 from our reading uh, this evening, there really is no innkeeper. I'm sure there was a children's ministry somewhere that said, we need more parts for our kids' plays. And so we came up with the innkeeper. The scripture simply says there was no room in the inn. There's also no mention of animals, but everybody got to play the part of an animal at some point in time at a Christmas play. But that phrase in, in verse 7 certainly shares a lot of, of what God experienced, that Christ experienced at Christmas, what Joseph and Mary experienced. But praise be to God that through Christ we don't have to experience anymore. Why was there no room in the end? Some people have thought there, they wouldn't have been let in that room anyway. Because of the purification rules and laws of Scripture, Mary would have been put outside in another room, even if she was with family, because she would have become unclean in that birthing process, making that area unclean and how, how beautiful it is that, that in the purity laws of that time and through Scripture, that which would have been deemed unclean because of that birth, all of us who are unclean through that gift, can be made clean. That's part of why we celebrate communion at Christmas Eve, that Christ came that day for us, the Word made flesh, so that you and I, our hearts, could be made white as snow. Maybe they were put out because they were just simply forgotten and overlooked. And if you look at all the characters in Luke's Gospel at Christmas, there's a lot of people that in that time and in that place would have been overlooked. The shepherds were considered the dregs of society at that time. They would have been overlooked, and yet in the Christmas story, they are prominent. For Mary, we believe, is a teenage girl in that society with, with very little means. She probably would have been overlooked, and yet she's at the heart of the Christmas story. One who said yes to Christ before anybody else really had said yes to Christ. You ever been in a place where you felt overlooked? The Gospel of Luke reminds us again that God has not forgotten his people. Most of us think they were, they were put out, there was no room for them, because there really wasn't any room with their families, that maybe they were cast out. You remember now, they had all come for the census. Everybody, they're both of the house of David. They would have come to Bethlehem. Why wasn't there room with family? Probably because, biblical scholars say, they were cast out. Has anybody here ever felt the judgment of others, the stare of others? Joseph and Mary were prime targets for that. And yet, one of the great messages of Luke's gospel, if those who are considered on the out, God has invited them in. He has made room for us in and through his son, Jesus Christ. And so we come to this great truth. The question comes for us at Christmas, how is it we are making room for him? Christmas will not let us forget that the word became flesh and dwelt among us. He wants to commune with us. And that's one of the great gifts again of this sacrament this evening. 
that God's grace will be present with us as we remember him, as we celebrate what he has gifted to us through his body and through his blood. And the question comes to us, how then are we going to make room for him? Listen, I realize it would be a cheap preacher tactic to say, in the busyness and craziness of this season, have you perfectly made room for Jesus over these weeks? But what about December 26th and December 27th and 28th? Looking over our relationships and our schedules and our, and our families and our work, how is it that Christ can come and live in and through us that his light might shine through us? One of the great Leaders of the Christian faith in the fourth century, Jerome said this, the entire human race had a place, and the Lord about to be born on earth had none. He found no room among men. He found no room in Plato nor in Aristotle, but it was in a manger among beasts of burden and brute animals, among the simple too and the innocent. For that reason, the Lord says in the gospel, the foxes have dens and the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. He had no room among men. But in the gift of his giving of his life for us, he has made room for us. How is it you and I can invite him in and make room for Christ? I love to tell the story, and I've told it before, of William Sperling. I think an 11-year-old kid in one of those children's plays at a church where he was told, you're going to be the innkeeper, and you've got to look Mary and Joseph in the eye and tell them there is no room. One quick line, you can do it. 10-year-old, 11-year-old looking at Mary and Joseph, desperate for a place to be, cast out from their family, no place to stay. All you've got to say is there is no room. And what does William Sperling say? You can have my room. I'll go stay in the shed. <laughs> it's the right response to the babe Jesus. You can have my room. Whatever's in my life, I make room for you. There was no room for you at your birth, but you can have it all. Take up resonance in my heart. Take up resonance in my home. Take up resonance in my work and in my play, making room for Christ, whose very name means Emmanuel, God with us. That's our response this evening as the hymn writer wrote years ago. In this world of sin, where meek souls will receive him still, the dear Christ enters in. O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in. Be born in us today. Amen? Amen.